Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday. And we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up on... um, Luke's account of uh, the healing uh, of a man who was dropped through uh, a roof, <laughs> uh, lowered, I guess. You know, lowered, so really dropped, not dropped. Descended yeah. through a roof. And so we're uh, just going to look at that text a little bit uh, more and see what else is there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, in preaching this text on Sunday, I uh, focused a lot on the the paralytic and his friends and not as much on... Um, uh, in terms of being stretcher bearers, and not as much on the scripture um, breaking that down, and and one of the things that um, happened there um, was, and I did talk a little bit about it, but was that the the Pharisees were there um, to kind of just see who this Jesus was, and they were already not happy with him. But this kind of uh, put the nail in that coffin as he uh, said, "Your sins are forgiven to the pre- to the paralytic," and. Um, I mean, by what authority did he have that? And so the authority of Jesus is being questioned here. And, you know, I, I said just before the podcast started, you know, it's just kind of, of course Jesus forgives sins. That's who he is. That's what he does. But boy, not in those days. Uh, the forgiveness of sins didn't happen quickly anyway. Um, I mean, it's not like somebody could just come to a priest and say, hey, you know, this is what happened, and he would say, your sins are forgiven. I mean, you had to jump through hoops for that to happen. And so for Jesus, first of all, for Jesus to do it, um, who was a nobody, kind of, and and then for him to do it on the spot um, just really ticked him off. So they were not at all happy. And um, uh, in, in Luke's account, that was um, uh, kind of the beginning of the end, even in, in chapter 5, in terms of them really getting on him. Uh, and uh, say, I think Scripture says uh, they began to talk about what they were going to do uh, already, uh, because this guy just had to be controlled. Um, and as a pastor, um, I think about the, uh, the pastors that are in the world, and uh, there are some that, you know, we look at and go, wow, they are out there. And uh, I hope nobody's listening to them because they're way out there, uh, like beyond the realm of, you know, they're leading people astray. And, I, and so I wonder if that's the kind of attitude they had about Jesus. Uh, you know, this guy is way out there, and he's a threat to us, too. Um, so... Uh, that's a that's a part of of what was happening um, with the scripture. I don't know if you guys have anything to add before I go to something else. No, no. Well, a part of what Crickets. that all that whole dynamic was is that, uh, and I was just reading a piece this morning uh, on the uh, a piece of news this morning mm-hmm. about what's going on in our own country. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was upsetting uh, or leading down a track to upset the political apple cart, mm-hmm. uh, which for the Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, that political apple cart was as important to their position as whatever God's call might have been or position they may have uh, gotten themselves to because of their service or of their lineage or of their heritage. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, when he starts to rock the boat uh, with this forgiveness of sins, um, 
that's just, I mean, that's just poking at this whole political thing because they had a pretty clean system to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty concise. Uh, and it was Randy's terms, not scriptural terms, Randy's terms, quote, unquote, approved by the Roman government. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus came in and started saying, I have the capacity to forgive sins, and I'll demonstrate that to you, this mm-hmm. lame one can get up and walk, um, Rome would have started to take notice of that as well. Um, and they would have changed whatever leadership um, of the uh, the synagogue they needed to change to maintain a status quo mm-hmm. in that. And Jesus was really upsetting that. It's interesting that uh, when you were uh, when you were talking them uh, lowering this uh, paralytic down into this room, it was most likely a room of Pharisees and Sadducees mm-hmm. that had gathered to hear him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the interesting pieces uh, I've read is that uh, they would have assumed a sitting position because those in authority assumed a sitting position. And when they taught, they assumed a sitting position. Uh, and again, this whole uh, this whole thing of cutting a hole in a roof and dropping somebody down for Jesus to heal or to forgive of sins, uh, I mean, you talk about turning their world upside down. It makes me wonder sometimes, just, just a sidetrack, and then you can take I'll it wherever it you want to yeah. go. Okay. That sometimes it wonders. It makes me wonder, um, what if I held on to <clears throat> that uh, somehow or another? If uh, if God were to give us a fresh word in some way, manner, or form, that I would be opposed to it. Right. I think about that all the because time because I I think about that in terms of false teachers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, as we um, as we wrestle with how we interpret the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that plays on my mind uh, that um, somebody's got to stand up to whatever the false teachers are, and there mm-hmm. certainly are some today that mm-hmm. are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I always kind of have in the back of my mind: <laughs> Have I got my Pharisee hat on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I doing what what I can to maintain a system uh, or an institution, and that whole thing just? Uh, uh, kind of dances around in my mind some days. Uh, some days it just wears me out uh, thinking about what the institutional system, what we might be saying that may or may not be exactly what God had in mind. Mm-hmm. But I, well, I, I, yeah, I think about that a lot too, Randy. And I think, um, you know, are we, um, it, you know, when Jesus comes back, uh, or or you're, you're right, if there is a uh, is there someone that he has has brought to teach? Um, uh, you know, are are we the ones that are leading people down a path, or are we uh, a part of a, a an institution that glorifies him, um, and not just part of the institution, but I mean part of the body uh, that glorifies God? Um, and I and I think about the Pharisees all the time. Am, am I one of them? And that's why I think that I lean more toward. Um, forgiveness and reconciliation than judgment um but um you know jesus also laid down the law sometimes so um you know there is a right and a wrong but you know that's a 
that's a fine line there somewhere. Well, I think for a lot of years, the church, at least in this country, their focus was so inward. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the early days, back even when I was still in seminary, mm-hmm. that I wanted to include all of the churches in town in a town event, which was a film to bring in the town. Man, the backlash I got <laughs> from not only my own, the church I was serving as an associate or assistant pastor, but all of the other churches in town, that uh, they didn't want to participate with those other folks because, and then they would go off on their different theological right. Yeah. journeys, and uh, I just find that fascinating. Um, I think keeping our hearts tender to God as we walk through changing times is important, but mm-hmm. certainly we're in changing the the scope of, uh, of belief, the scope of the church, uh, the scope of what's believable. Uh, it certainly is changing mm-hmm. uh, now as rapidly as it's ever changed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so... Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say one of the you know the interesting things about this text uh, for me anyway is the uh, you know I always look at that healing as kind of a demonstration of power like I have the power to forgive sins but I think e- equally valid um, is the ease at which yeah. forgiveness can and should flow between parties mm-hmm. that it is harder to heal someone than it is hard than it is. Uh, harder to forgive them. You know, that shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it should be the case. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what Jesus is doing there is not necessarily um, only a demonstration of authority, but also a demonstration that this is the kind of stuff that you all can do every day. Uh-huh. You don't need any kind of supernatural. I mean, it is it is a, out of the ordinary, um, mm-hmm. perhaps, and above the natural to... Uh, participate in ongoing forgiveness, but uh, it it certainly breaks it breaks it out of a system. But I think it also breaks it out of this um, uh, controlled substance uh, mm-hmm. sort of that that honestly we still kind of dabble in. I think in the church we kind mm-hmm. of we use God sort of as a as a brokering agent for that, but um, we do we do like that mm-hmm. sometimes. I think. Yeah, and. You know. And um, it's interesting that the man, well, as far as we know, they didn't ask for anything. They lowered him down. (laughs) And we assume that they were asking for healing because he was a paralytic. But they were asking for healing, not for the forgiveness of sins. We don't know that they asked for that. Right, right. And I always, you know, kind of, you know, recreating a scenario in... In detail, that's not there. Yeah. Is sometimes helpful, but it's. I always think more helpful to go. What is Luke trying to say right. here to mm-hmm. us? You know, right. This is uh, this is written right. for a purpose with a reason. Uh, he's not a court stenographer. He's not. We're not trying to fill in the details of, you know, what quote unquote really went on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Air quotes yeah. there, but. Um, but yeah, and so you look at that in that progression of Luke's gospel, and Jesus is subverting you know, one after another mm-hmm. um, of what it means to be, you know, in God's kingdom. Right. Uh, and so this is just another, you know, another kind of notch on the belt to say forgiveness comes easy, you yeah. know, in yeah. God's kingdom. It's not it's not hard work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least it's not controlled harshly. Right, you know? yeah. right. Yeah. Well, and in the scripture just before this one that we read, um, Jesus had healed a leper, <laughs> And and he touched that leper, 
and you're not supposed to do that. Um, I mean, that that's a huge uh, no-no in, in the religious world. That would have yeah. made him unclean. Right. Um, and, yeah. and Unable to participate in, in the life of God. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and yet he does that without, I mean, that was before he had, had cleansed him. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and, and I think that that is really cool <laughs> that he did that. And he said, you know, I, I'm not afraid to touch this person. I'm not afraid to to heal this man. Um, uh, and then, of course, he sent him back to the priests um, and told the guy to to not share this. Well, you know, how do you keep your mouth shut uh, when you've just been cleansed of that? And and um, I mean, there's just so much to that story. But then that leads into this one, um, where uh, the friends just were persistent. I mean, I think that is that's what I like best about this this story is the persistence of the friends. And um, I look at us today and think, uh, not only I think are we not persistent, I think that we are afraid to even um, bring our friends <laughs> because we don't want to offend them or do we, we don't want to um, uh, cross any, uh, relig- don't talk about politics or religion. And so no matter what's happening with that friend, you know, we're, we don't even want to broach that subject, and let alone be persistent about it. Um, and so I, I think that we've lost some ground there. And, and maybe we haven't done enough teaching. I know I've done a lot of teaching in other churches about what it means to share Christ and what it means to uh, bring a friend to, uh, to Christ or to church or to you know, whatever. Um, and uh, maybe we just don't do that enough. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Do we not know how to do that? Or do we are, are we afraid to do that? Are we afraid to uh, lift our friends into the presence of Jesus? I'm not sure what that answer is. Um, uh, well, I just, uh, I, I find uh, their level of commitment uh, pretty tremendous. I, I, you know, I don't know that I would go around cutting a hole in somebody's roof just to be trivial about it. But well, they didn't I, really have to cut a hole. All they had to do was move the, the tiles over and go in the well, terrace. I think that roof was a little bit more than that. And I don't, I don't know who, if they called A1 roofing when they were done or Jesus miraculously <laughs> healed it. But, I mean, not only did they uh, – not only did their uh, persistence – uh, uh, come into play, but also uh, the cost of even one whose house this was housed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's no no answers to that, but it just leaves your mind to wonder a bit right. um, about, yeah, how far are we willing to go? Mm-hmm. If that meant that I needed to pay for the repairs of the roof, am I still willing to let my friend down through the roof? If I'm, you know, I, I would hope so, but you know, the practical Randy sometimes is not necessarily the one that climbs up the roof. Yeah, I don't remember which which uh, gospel it talks about. Um, uh, it, they talk about it as if it was a thatched roof. This gospel talks about it as a tiled roof that would have had a terrace on top, and you just would have removed uh, – there were tiles 
that would have been removed regularly to get air and sunlight in and that they just removed those tiles that would normally have been removed. Um, another gospel, and it, I don't have it up in front of me right now, um, says it differently. So we're not quite sure how that happened, mm-hmm. but um, just the the climbing of the ladder and, and getting those ropes up there. And I mean, they, they had to go to extreme extreme measures. And then imagine dropping this person down, lowering this person down in front of a bunch of Pharisees, um, because they would not have wanted to be near a a paralyzed man. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that that would have been as, um, I'm sure it wasn't as uh, uh, taboo as a, um, um, a leper, but still, you just don't, you just don't do that. You hang out with better people. You know, people that are whole, people that are, um, which then brings me to who are the paralytics in our life that we don't really want to touch. We don't really want to come near because we are better than them or, and we wouldn't say that, you know, we wouldn't say that because that would be unchristian and we wouldn't want to be unchristian. But who are those people that we avoid um, and, and our country is finding finding out about that a lot right now. Um, racism is a lot more rampant than I ever thought it was. Um, we went through several years when we thought we were okay. Um, or at least thought we were getting better. Right. I don't think I don't think I've ever thought we were okay. It just depends on the, the venue or the place mm-hmm. that you are. But I don't think I've seen the ugliness of it right. loosed in the way that it's been in the last several months. Right. Um, right. So... And and I would just want to take this opportunity to say, folks, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't, there is nothing godly um, about racism. There is nothing godly uh, about hating each other. There, I mean, there is nothing godly about that. Um, and even even for us to hate the haters, I mean, it's good to stand up to them. Um, but I always think, what 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 do they have in their heart that made them? come to this point in their lives, you know? What's going on in their lives that, that is so painful that it makes them hate others? Yeah. You know? I read an interesting prayer. Um, I don't know if it's the one I used at prayer meeting last week, staff prayer meeting or not, but I read an interesting prayer where uh, this person had the insight that we are no better if we hate the haters, mm-hmm. that we have to somehow rise ourselves up, up to a higher level Otherwise, we're just caught in, 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 in that hate that they have, which doesn't accomplish anything either. So, Yeah. So we have to figure out how we can support each other and be um, hold each other accountable, because I don't think any of us recognizes when we're being hateful. I, I'm not sure we do. So um, that brings us back to the program guide that we have been lifting up. Yeah, Isaac is shaking his head like, what? Back? Uh, back i know we weren't there were we we weren't but a week ago we were yeah yeah so you know just just stay with me there you go when you when you work everything's been before so it's fine exactly when you work with debbie Razy, it's like a you know it's like a roller coaster you never know where she's going we left iowa the other day and in the first seven miles we covered seven subjects and i was (laughs) lost most of the time so just just go with the flow folks yeah, it just makes Randy's life fun. So, <laughs> as as I was thinking about um, um, this this parable, this story, and and uh, the ways in which we hold each other accountable in a loving way, um, 
you know, friends, that's why we want you to be involved in something, not to make your life more difficult, but to um, make your life uh, more full and to give you some support. You may have that already. You may be in a small group or a Bible study. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, but we want to give you the opportunity because um, it, it's it's life-giving. Um, and those are the places, whether it's a, a Bible study, I don't care which one of them, um, you know, you are you are with a, a certain group of people. And we don't have like a Bible study, huge, huge Bible studies. We have Bible studies that are small enough that you can get to know the people in there and, and they can be supportive. Um, and the same thing with small groups, you know, that's a thing, a time when you can be supportive of each other um, and as well as lovingly accountable. Um, I don't mean, you know, yelling at them and say, what are you thinking, you idiot? Um, but, but you know, let's let's think about this uh, attitude and and where does this lead us? So, um, you know, not to not to oversell that, but I just want you to look at that and think about how God is leading you. And do you have stretcher bearers? Um, are there people in your life that um, would uh, take you? Uh, to Jesus that doesn't ever tell us whether this paralytic wanted to go. <laughs> I'm assuming he did, but he was paralyzed. You know, he wasn't going to be able to fight back and say, don't take me. Um, but we're, we're assuming that he wanted to go. Um, so are there, do you have stretcher bears that would um, take you to Jesus, that would um, take you for healing, that would take you for forgiveness? Um, that just seems very important to me. Are, are you willing to be one? Absolutely. Or are you willing to be one? That's right. That's right. It's the church is a give and take. Um, um, we we uh, serve others, and and we're also served. Um, there, uh, if if we just are, and Randy was talking earlier about an inwardly focused church. If we just um, uh, spend all of our time being in Bible studies and being in small groups without challenging each other to go out into the world, then um, we're going to die pretty quickly because it's not about us. But on the other hand, we need to be strong in order to go into the world. So uh, just my two cents there. Um, so yeah, dig into this scripture and, uh, and, and look at what it has to say for all of us. But your sins are forgiven. Rise up and walk. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It is. The music is swelling and uh, everything's coming together and our time is up and, and there's all an eclipse of those, all and, those fun things yeah. eclipse has come and gone yeah. it's wonderful uh, but there's no great segue from that so if you have uh, questions <laughs> discussion what have you uh, you know where to find us so um, hit us up on any of those channels and we'd love to uh, have a discussion with you about anything that's talked about today or on weeks past. Um, we love hearing from you. So uh, next week, we'll be back with a deeper dive into First John. We're going to be back in there for a little bit and talking about what it means to let God love you. So until then, grace and peace. <laughs>